Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, welcome today. I pray the Lord that grace is upon you and his uh, love and his peace will touch your heart wherever you are. I thank the Lord for his mercy, for his kindness, for his faithfulness. It's good to get to share the word together. I'm just a voice uh, speaking out uh, and uh, sharing the good news of the word and the life of Jesus, the Son, the living God. Today's session, we'll look at the face we see in the mirror. As we begin, I'd like to uh, remind and bring forth uh, acknowledgement of the active wear, the living word of God in Hebrews chapter 4. For the word of God is living, it's active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even dividing the soul spirit, joints, and moral, the judges of thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Therefore, since we have such a great high priest who's gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let's hold firm to the faith we profess For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. And then also I would share from John, John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that was has been made, and in him was life. And the life was the light of men, and the light shines into the darkness. But the darkness has not understood it. And in chapter 10, uh, a verse, excuse me, Verses 10 to 13, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or husband's will, but born of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are the living word. You are the true teacher, the light that shines into the darkness. And you are the king of righteousness, the king of peace, the Lord, our high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We begin in James today, uh, the book of James, chapter 1, verses 22 to 25. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man 
who looks at his face in a mirror, after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do so, this man, not forgetting what he has heard, but doing it, will be blessed in what he does. As we consider the the face that looks into the mirror, it's our face, but the mirror we're looking into is the perfect law of liberty, the perfect word of God. And um, mirrors are a surface that is polished, are able to reflect what it is about. I lived at a a lake uh, for 17 years, and when the lake was clear and the water was still, it became a mirror. It would reflect the very glory, the sky, the sun, the trees, all the surroundings that were there, but it had to be still and it had to be clear. When it was really stirred up or it became muddy, you couldn't see the image of what was there. God gives us uh, understanding in the natural many things. We have the sun and the moon. The moon has no light of its own. But yet, through the brilliance of the sun, it's able to reflect the light. But as you... uh, As we see the creation God has given us, the moon waxes and wanes. It can be a crescent moon, it can be a quarter moon, a half moon, a three-quarter or full moon, or it can be dark. So without light yourself, it's only what we're willing to reflect. And see ourselves in the face, in the mirror, perfect word of God in order to reflect that very word, we must take it to heart and allow it to come into our lives and to be reflected through us. Um, Jesus asks us to invite him into our lives. But when we do that, we also agree to come into his. In other words, there's a union of the two so that in the reflection of our lives, we will reflect him and not merely ourselves, our own nature. God desires that when we see our face in the mirror, that we look deep enough, we look into the very depths of truth and to the very depths of life that we might behold him. And as we behold him, we're able to reflect the very life, the very love, the very truth of Jesus. I'd like to look together at some other scriptures that will help us grow in who we are and what in him we reflect. If you'd look at me uh, together with me in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, let's see, verses 25 through 27. Thank you, Lord. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ, that's Messiah, that's the high priest, loved the church and gave himself up for her 
to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. So acting where the living word of God, we uh, look at how Jesus, the Christ, takes a position of a husband, one who cares, who loves, who nurtures, who, who marries us, brings us into relationship and loves us. And it's him who gave himself up to make us holy, to cleanse us by the washing with the water through the word. So we find an activation of the pure water of God, the pure life of God. Uh, The word is described as living water, that it has life in it. Now, I know we seem kind of dusty and dry sometimes, but in the natural, we're supposed to uh, contain about 70 to 80% water. So there is uh, always uh, a relationship of the natural to help us understand better the spiritual, the unseen, the kingdom that God came to uh, reveal. In the beginning, God's kingdom was supernatural, spiritual. It was not natural, but he created the natural, and he gave man a place to be born of him, to have life with him, and to bear witness of him to bring the kingdom, the supernatural, into the very natural. So we find ourselves in that time of being caught between two kingdoms, the natural kingdom, uh, the physical, which is temporary, and the supernatural, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, which is eternal without beginning and without it. And... Excuse me. So the washing of water through the word, we can thirst at times. And we need to be refreshed when we thirst. We need God's refreshing in our life to restore us. And can you trust him that he really, he really is there for you, even though you don't see him in the natural? It's like the wind that blows through the countryside, through the cities and towns. It has movement, it has effect. God, in the same way, has much of movement and effect if we allow him to refresh our life, to purify our life, to make us holy, cleansing that's set apart unto him. We're called to have a pure heart and clean hands that we might enter into the very presence of God and behold the things of the spirit, the things of the kingdom of God. So as we look into the perfect law, the word, the law of liberty, the freedom that God has paid for us, that Jesus has bought for us, uh, we find in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, And it declares, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. There's an ability that God has for us and that we're called to come into agreement with. You know, in Amos, uh, the book of Amos says, can two walk together except they agree? So there's a point of agreement as we look into the word of God, into the very mirror 
the life reflection that is through the word of God, will it shine into us that we can reflect that very life or will we walk away and forget who we are in Christ? God wants us to know whose we are and who we are. And he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. There is an ability that God gives us in the spirit, the armor that he gives us to use to activate by faith. Everything in the kingdom of God is by faith through grace. You know, it's freely that we receive and through that grace we can give. And know that God takes his word seriously. It's absolute. He cannot go against his word. The one thing that it's impossible for God to do is to lie. But Satan, on the other hand, he is the author of lies. He began as man in the garden questioning, did God really say, and can you not eat from any of the trees in the garden? Well, you know, brings confusion, he brings doubt, he brings uh, questions that to the truth. But the word of God is true, and if you will continue to look into it, you will see and behold the true and the living one, that he desires to be whole in you and you in him. In other words, a complete relationship, not just a mere reflection, but one who walks in spirit and in truth. So this is the mirror, the very word of God that we are called to be in the Lord, be strong in his mighty power. The word of God is alive, it's active, sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you, Lord, for the word of God. He declares that we are to stand in with the belt of truth buckled around our waist. That is the word, the very source of truth. It's God's armor. It's his truth. It is absolute truth buckled around our waist and the breastplate of righteousness in place, the very blood that Jesus shed that sacrificed the pure righteousness of God for us to clothe us, our breastplate of righteousness, and to have our feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, the good news, God's not your enemy. He has not condemned you. In Second um, Corinthians, he says the love of God compels us to to share and to reach out, to be reconciled, be reconciled to God. Know that he has overcome sin and death for every person in the world. It's not the sin that will send us and separate us from God into the very depths of hell, but it is the rejection, it is the unbelief, it's the unwillingness to hear the good news and the unwillingness to uh, change and be teachable. God calls us to come into his word and, and behold, to be teachable, to be taught of him, to see the truth and to walk in the truth. And he says, the gospel of peace upon our feet. In tradition of all this, he says, take up the shield of faith. 
the very protection of faith that can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. In the mighty name of Jesus, the very presence of God, his faith shields us from the fiery darts, the attacks of the evil one. We must activate that with our faith. We must come in agreement for his shield is covering. It's a mighty tall shield, a long shield that extinguishes all the fiery darts of the wicked one. The enemy is a liar and the arrows of doubt, unbelief, uh, confusion, fear become extinguished in the very shield of faith. And then he says to take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. In other words, have our minds renewed in the very knowledge, the very word of God, that our minds are protected and guarded and sheltered from the lies of the enemy and to be able to take the very sword of the spirit, the very word and the tongues of the Holy Spirit to pray in the spirit, all manner of prayer and supplication for all the saints, for all occasions and all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, he says, to be alert and always keep praying for all the saints. Saints are just those who have yielded to the love and to the truth of God and come into a relationship, has invited Jesus to be their Lord and Savior and to live in him and to know and to be known by God. It's not enough just to know about God, but we must be willing to be known by God. And otherwise, in other words, let him into our very life, into our very activity, into our culture. You know, uh, life choices can really affect what the outcome is. And it can be simple choices as, you know, hygiene, whether you brush your teeth and take care of them uh, so that they uh, last longer, (laughs) you're able to chew and eat your food. (laughs) Or they can be very severe that uh, uh, can be addictions or deception or greed or or uh, many things that people try to promote their self in their own ways rather than the truth and the love of God. And it has uh, serious effects, uh, life consequences. So life choices are important that you understand will affect the future. So as you choose the love and the purpose of God in your life, to walk into the perfect law of the word, the very word implanted in us is able to save our souls, to deliver us from all evil, to carry us through this life and to the freedom, eternal life with Christ and with the Father. So uh, to to look at this more closely, let's look at 1 John um, chapter 1. Let's see. Now, chapter 4 at this time. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 21. Good Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. That's a powerful statement. Thank you, Lord. 
Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So as we look into the mirror, the very word of God, we see that it is love. God is love, and he calls us to love, to love others, to love ourselves. It says uh, in verse 9, this is how God shows his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and his son as a atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. That's a powerful, powerful understanding. I pray, Father, for that revelation to move into those that hear this message, that their hearts will be drawn to your love, and to know that we can live, you can live in us, and your love be made complete in us. He says, we know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit, the Holy Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he and he and them. Thank you, Lord. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. It's essential in our walk and our life and understanding who we are as we look into the mirror of God's word, the very essence of who he is, that he loves us and his love is there and we can rely on him to be there always, that we can go and remember that he is love, that he is with us, that he's faithful to uphold us and to uh, direct us and be there for us with love. His love is there always for us. The word tells us that the love of God will never fail, never fail. He says God is love. He is. That's who he is. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. Because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this commandment, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So we find relationship with God calls us to have love for our brothers, for our sisters, uh, for the very body of Christ that we would love, we would bless, that we would um, care for, that we would uh, minister to when needed, that we would, uh, you know, Jesus said to his disciples <laughs> that it's not the whole body that needs washed, it's your feet. As we walk through the world, there's there's a tendency of the world to uh, 
cling to our feet. We need to be able to, to love. He said, I've showed you how to love, to be a servant, to take the low position and be willing to wash another's feet as they have become uh, tarnished or dirty by the world. So that's the love that God has that he desires us to express in our walk with him, to care and to love others as he has loved us. We can't do that without relying on his love. It's not in the old nature. It's not in the sin nature to love others as ourselves. But with him, this love is pure. His love is true. His love is everlasting. His love will come through you. His love will flow in and overcome the disappointments, the hurts, that you'll have ability to love when you don't even feel like loving. You'll have a heart to serve. Love is commitment. It's not merely a feeling. It's a willingness to say, yes, Lord, here I am. Help me to bless. Help me to restore. Help me to be an instrument of your grace, of your goodness, to share and to love what I have received. I've received mercy in my life. I've received forgiveness. I've received grace and kindness. I didn't deserve it. And so as you love with the love of the Lord, you realize it. It's not because we deserve, but because he is so good. So he is so loving. He is so faithful. We can walk and mirror the very image of God, the very love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Second uh, Timothy, uh, see, Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, we find... Um, understanding about what is going on in the world at the end of time. So I think it brings insight to help us know what we face will not always be the best thing. It says uh, chapter 3, verse 1 through 5. But mark this, take note of it, there will be terrible times in the last days. Now, there's a time that's coming, judgment in the end of time, where, as we know it, God will bring us into an eternal time. The kingdom of God is coming to earth. And he says, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, pride, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than God, than lovers of God, excuse me, having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with them. You know, Jesus said, I have to go to the Father. I must leave so that we can send the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of grace and truth, to give you power, to give you life in the Spirit, to walk in the world. He says, I'm not asking that he would take us out of the world, but that he would keep us safe to walk through the world. In other words, to give us power and spirit and truth to overcome 
the lust of the world, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, that we might be able to love even those that don't love us, to have uh, a grace to bless and not curse. By the Holy Spirit, the very spirit of life, the one (laughs) who comes to infill us with love and truth, that we will be full of the pure water, the pure water, the pure water of God, that we will have pure hearts and clean hands, that we can encounter God, we can seek him, we can know him, and we can reflect him in our daily walk. We need the Holy Spirit life. If you've not asked as a believer for the Holy Spirit to clothe you with power from on high, to pour out his blessing, his life of the Holy Spirit and of the fire, the very essence of God into your life. I pray you will by faith call in the name of Jesus for the overflowing, the inflowing, and the continual filling of the Holy Spirit to walk in this life. This is the only way with his empowerment that we are able to overcome and do the very will of God. We need the life of the Spirit to walk in the Spirit, the very life of the Holy Spirit. Who will be our counselor, our guide, our intercessor. Father, I just ask for the Holy Spirit, the full counsel of the Holy Spirit to begin to open up understanding the seeing eyes and hearing ears, Lord, you have made them both. I pray for ears that have been stopped up, ears that have been deaf to open, to hear the very word of God, the very love of Jesus, and that eyes will behold you, that they will seek you, Lord. Your eyes, the, the scales that have been over your eyes will fall off, and you will see into the spirit, you will see into the very heart of God that you will behold his love and you will rejoice in him. I pray, Father, for a mighty move, outpouring of your spirit. You said you would pour out your spirit on all place, Lord, that we might encounter. I pray for that outpouring to increase now and to come forth in the name of our very name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As we continue in John chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. This is the truth. This is the very essence of God. Look into the perfect law of liberty and behold that he has poured out for the sins of the world. He has atoned for the sins of the world. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, again, the word of God, it's active, it's alive, it's the perfect law of liberty. 
It's the freedom. The royal love of God is to love others, is to love ourselves. So he says, if we, thank you, Lord, you find my place here, but we do not do what he commands as a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anybody obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. So this is to go and to be and to do the word of God, to be doers of his very word. Anybody who obeys his word, yes, that God is love is truly made complete. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. So that's a walk of faith, a walk of dependence on God, the very spirit and the life of God in us to overcome And he says, uh, I'm not writing you a new commandment, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. The old commandment is a message you have heard, yet I'm writing you a new commandment. Its truth is seen in him. It's seen in Jesus and in you. Wow. Jesus and us. Because darkness is passing because darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light. There is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. And he does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded him. And I'll skip over to in First John to chapter uh, chapter three verses one through three. How great, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. This is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. That's an amazing promise the Lord gives us as we peer into the mirror perfect law of liberty to have this hope the hope that we may know when he appears we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is everyone who everyone who has this hope wow in him purifies himself just as he is pure so this great hope this great revelation in the very near the very implanted word of God that comes into us to have the hope that when Jesus appears, we shall be like him. We shall be as he is, pure, without sin, without tarnish, free from the any effects of deception, and to have pure love, love that surpasses all knowledge. To obey his commandments is to be obedient to love and to reflect him in our life. 
we invite Jesus into our lives to be and to live and to move and to have his being. And we step into his life that we may hear and reflect him in our lives. Wherever you're at today, Jesus wants you to be set free that the power of the love and the resurrection of Christ overcame sin and death, the very pit of hell. He came to set captives free. If you've been imprisoned by sin and deception, he's here to open the door. If you've been brokenhearted and downtrodden, he's here to restore you, to refresh you, to bring great love and forgiveness and hope into your life. And if you're here and you don't understand and have not received the very favor of God, ask the Lord to come into your life to forgive you, declare it as time to change, to come into the very reflection of Jesus and be changed, that in his presence is fullness of joy, and we can come into his presence and be changed from glory to glory in his very presence and begin to reflect and behold and to be one in him. The choice is always ours, uh, the willingness to receive. Uh, Sometimes uh, for the miracles and the faith to move, we have to say, Lord, I believe, but help me from my unbelief. Deliver me from any doubts or any religious uh, understanding of things to know the truth and to be alive in you and to be free from the power of darkness, to live and to walk in the light with you. Jesus, you are the light of the world, and you said whoever would follow you would not walk in darkness but have the light of life. I pray that as you ponder this message, as God tugs on your heart, that you will give God first place, give him priority to know him and to behold him and to walk in the freedom that he has for you. You know, in uh, Hebrews chapter 5, and probably close with that day session, find it here. Thank you, Lord. It says, uh, every high priest is selected from among men and is appointed to represent them in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sin. He is able He is able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sin as well for the sins of the people. No one takes this honor upon himself. He must be called by God, just as Aaron was. So Christ also did not take upon himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, You are my son. Today I have become your father. And he says in another place, You are a priest forever 
in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with loud cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Although he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him and was designated by God to be high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We have much to say about this, but it's hard to explain because you're slow to learn. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God, God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with solid food, with the teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish between good and evil. God calls us to come into that place of being doers of his word, to distinguish between good and evil, to be active in the teachings about righteousness and the very will of his kingdom and the life of God. I pray the blessing of the Lord upon you and the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the word would be stirred up in you that you would desire to walk in the fullness of his love and the fullness of his presence, that you would behold him and you would reflect him in your daily walk each and every day. And I pray and give thanks for God's mercy upon our lives and pray for America that we will come into a great awakening and see and behold the living one, the resurrected Jesus Christ, that he is the giver, the author of faith, and in him we can live and move and have our being, overcome sin and death and walk through the very uh, this world and the very word of God will activate and keep us safe in everything in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you for listening. I pray and give praise to God. To him be the glory. He is the Lord of all. Shalom until the next time. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 